Welcome to Dal's War Room, Episode 6, here with Eric Burdett. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. Also have Brad Ariel in the house. How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, not too bad, man. Okay, so our conversation today, our topic today is going to be on thermostats. Basically, the, the transition from your job to your opportunity. And something that's really interesting is in all the years that I've been doing this, and we've had lots of people along the time come up to us and say, I want to quit my job. I want to jump into the business full time. I want to have this opportunity. Nobody really comes in and says, this is what I make and how do I make more? Which is really interesting. What people do is they come up and they say, Eric, they say, I'm making $3,000. What do I got to do to replace that income? And that's something I thought was always really interesting because where does that mentality come from? Like, If you're here to just replace that income, why don't you stay where you are? Obviously, yes, you can do it in less time, but it's like the mentality shouldn't be here. I'm here to replace an income. The mentality should be I'm here to double an income, triple an income. And that's really what I think is missing in in a lot of just the mentality of that is how do I get more? And so when I sat down with Jaylene years ago and I and again, I needed to I wanted to do this. I'm like, I'm making five. How do I make 10? And it's interesting in the whole time. No one's ever really come up and said that it's always about how do I replace it? So you got to ask, I mean, have, did, did you come here just to replace that income or did you come here to like maximize your opportunity? And that's really what it's, you know, what it boils down to. So making five, how do I replace five? I'm making three, how do I make, you know, replace three? I'm making two, how do I replace two? As opposed to this is what I'm making. How do I push it forward? How do I maximize that? How do I get to it? So a lot of that comes down just to thermostats where your financial thermostat is. The Millionaire Mind book is one of the the, the most amazing books I've ever read. We've read that several times. And it really talks about that mindset. And I tell you, when that mindset finally comes together and it finally clicks, it really gets to a point where you really kind of notice it. And I had a girl working for me one time and she was she worked for me for quite a while. And it was always interesting because I could never quite figure it out in the beginning is this girl would come out at the start of the month just flying. She'd come out, she'd sell machines like crazy. She would do lots of sales and, and she would get to the point in the first, few days or first week of the month anyway, where she'd make about $2,000 a month. And wherever she was at her point in the month at her $2,000, she would stop working. And so I was writing her $2,000 a month paychecks for months and months and months. And it was very rarely was it higher or very rarely was it lower, occasionally lower, but really never higher. And I could never figure it out. And every month it was like she would go out and she would sell a bunch of rainbows. She would do good. And then stop and take three weeks off. And I could never figure it out. And I remember, I remember talking to her and sitting down with her. I'm like, girl, what's going on? Like, why, you know, keep going. Like, why would you stop now? You just made 2000 bucks in a week. Hey, you're on pace for eight grand. Go make it. And then all these excuses would come in. Oh, I got this. We got kids. We got that and blah, blah, blah. And all these different things would come in. But then the start of the next month, she'd go out and do it again. And I, every time I'm thinking, okay, now she's in a roll. And then she would roll. And then the same thing is once she hit two grand, now all the excuses were starting to come in again and she couldn't do anymore. And she and I think one month I remember paying her more. It was once I kind of really figured out what was going on and pushed her to that level. And really what it was, it was it was her financial thermostat was set to $2,000. So what happened the next month? So it would be the same thing. So she would work the she would work the one month for the most part. And I mean she was pretty consistent with it, but she would work and again, she, you know, no matter what part of the month it was in, she would work until she made $2,000. And then she would stop working for that month. And then once the month reset, she would go back she, in her head again. Her thermostat reset, went down on zero. Now it's got to go back to $2,000. So she'd go out and she would, you know, sell four or five machines and make $2,000 and then stop. So it was like kind of month after month after month, she was kind of staying in that consistency. So 
she's making that money, which I mean, isn't terrible money for sure for the amount of hours she's putting in, but it's like, why, why don't you want more? Like, why wouldn't you go to get more? When you start to say, I mean, we see this a lot and, and we every business sees this a lot where people will go and they'll have a big month and they'll have a huge month. And then like the next month they'll take off and then it fades away for a month or two sometimes. And then the money starts to run out again and they're like, oh shit. And they go back and then they have a huge month and they make eight, 10, 12 grand. And then they take the next month off and, and you see this like inconsistent yo-yo pattern, like a heartbeat pattern of up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's still thermostats because this other girl I'm talking about would do it $2,000 a month. Some people do it $6,000 every three months or $10,000 every three months. It depends. So it's the same kind of thing. They go out in one month, have a huge month. And then now they say, okay, I have this money. And now they're like, okay, now I'm going to pace this and let it spread out over the next two, three months. So, you know, you got, if you have $5,000 in bills, you go out and make $10,000, you pay your $5,000 in bills. You're like, so good, right? You might go spend a little bit of money. We're not working as hard. And then that money starts to dwindle down. And then all of a sudden the bills are due the following month. And we're like, oh shit, we don't have the money. We got to get back and, and go up. And these surges of up and down is really what creates a lot of inconsistency. But that's where the mental toughness and the mental awareness is needed in those times. So when you look at going out and making $10,000 in a month. 98% of people will literally take a, a huge break on the next month because why? They're good. Okay? They feel great. They feel good. The money's there. The stress is off. Life's good. We're going to enjoy this now for a little bit. Your scheduling is gone because you, again, you're on your own. You're your own guy, Brad. Eric, you're your own man. So am I. And there's no one makes a schedule for you every day. No one tells you you have to be at work at this time, where you to be. You guys make your own schedule. We all pave our own way. So when you look at the fact of as hard as you want to work this month, you can, and as hard as you don't want to work this month, you can as well. So when we go out and we make the big month and we push ourselves, great, we made $10,000, $12,000, whatever it is. Now you give yourself permission to take the next month off because now you're mm -hmm. good for a while. And you don't even really intend to. It's not like you sit there and say, I'm going to take the next month off. I don't think anybody says that. No. I don't think that's what the intention is, but it, it, the priority starts to go, things start to fill in and, and it really doesn't become a priority. Last month when you were down and some bills were due or there was something you really wanted, the, the drive and the motivation was there to push you up. Now that the money's there and things like that, that drive and motivation aren't there as much. But those, that's the fine line and that's really what it boils down to between having kind of a poverty mentality and having a successful mentality is the fact that those are the moments that push you farther. Now you got to say, hey, I got 10 or 12. I want to get 10 or 12 next month. And I want to get 10 and 12 the next month. And I want to keep going out there and keep doing it and keep pushing it. I want to build my bank account, right? I want to have savings. I want to save for a down payment. I mean, have your goals. I mean, you know, we have a car fund. We have a, you know, a house fund, whatever it might be. Start putting money into your goals and use those things to drive you to continue. Your mentality shouldn't be just, oh, my bills are covered. So I'm good now for a while. That's a poverty mentality. That's not living to the level that you want to live to that you need to live to. It's just a it's just a getting by mentality, which again, comes back to programming a lot of things we talked about. But we have to push through those, right? It's hard to push through to, to get yourself motivated to get back out there. It's also hard to push through when when things are going well, as well. It's hard to push through that success. Because again, we just got a big paycheck, everything's good. Now it's like, the pressure's off. And when the pressure's off, we start to slack. We start to go down. When the pressure's back on again, we're forced to go back out or something motivates us to go back out, we'll do it. You know when you get a cause, something that's important to you, 
you kind of wrap your livelihood around that thing and it's and it's it's there for a while mm -hmm. but then as that cause starts to go away or the problem solves you kind of detach yourself from that a little bit and you start to fade away when it doesn't become an issue okay it's human tendencies it's human nature it's something that i mean it's not it's not a brad issue it's not a eric issue it's not a dallas issue it's something that happens so those are the the dis the, the types of discipline we need in those situations go have a big month and then grab onto that and go have another big month and then go have another big month and when you see some of our really consistent people and really consistent people in business who do that who go every month and do it again and again and again they're the ones that really start putting a lot of money in the bank they're the ones that really start accumulating wealth jaylene's goal was you know when she wanted to see that bank account grow that was what drove her every single day was seeing that rise and just having that that freedom so what pushed her every single day was to have that just to have that security nest growing and growing and growing and seeing how much she almost had a goal for herself every month how much money can i put away this month how much money can i put away this month can we set a new record for savings and, and that's what she focused on it wasn't things like what kind of tools can I buy? Can I buy another fishing shed? Do we need another boat? What kind of car do I need to get? All these types of things. It was a, it was a different vision for her. And I mean, and even if more material things are kind of what you want, but have those goals, because the problem is you don't get the big business bank account. You don't get the big savings account. You also don't get the vehicles and all the other things too. If you don't take, you got to take that same mentality for whatever you want to do with that money. You have to take, you have to have that money to do anything with it. You can't, you can't spend money you don't have. Right. Well, unfortunately, you can, but you shouldn't spend money you don't have. So that's what the point is, is whatever it is that that drives you, your vision has to be bigger, but your thermostat has to get cranked up. And that's what it boils down to is when you see the people that if your thermostat's four thousand dollars a month, you'll make some people will make that four thousand every month and just stop at four and just they're good. But some people will make twelve thousand and one and zero in the next two. Yeah. which still bounces out to 4,000 and still that thermostat is, right? But it's the unique people that push through month after month after month. And I remember talking about Mike a lot. And when he was a, a manager in my office, it was the same thing. I remember one of his um, bigger paychecks was over 20,000 in the month. It was a huge check. We had a great month. And he even said the same thing. He even felt like he just wanted to take that month. Now he just wanted to go skiing, snowboarding. Like he just wanted to go and take a week or two. He wasn't trying to take the whole month off, but he wanted to just take a week or two and just go and just relax and, mm -hmm. and enjoy that money. And it was interesting because, and and he was kind of talking and, and, and his wife, Andrew was like, no, like get out there and go. And, and it, she kept him kind of going out there, which was good. And he did, but it's like, cause you don't know where that's going to go because all of a sudden that week off becomes two weeks off yeah. because you can, you can take it off. And there's also, there's also a level of danger. And I know you guys feel this sometimes too. There's a level of danger in knowing you can go out and do it that easily. Mm -hmm. There is. There's a level yeah. of danger in that. Yeah. You guys both know you can go sell 20 rainbows this month, no problem. And there's danger in knowing that because then you you know that that's there. So you know when it when it gets to the point where things start to get uncomfortable, we can just get out there and do that. You know, it's almost like it's it's just sitting there waiting for you. Yeah. So then you start to you can start to drift away from that too because you start to live your life in a way where it's like okay, you're going, 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 but you have to get to that point where you don't allow that in that kind of mentality has to stop so to turn your thermostat up mm -hmm. you know you don't want to just ramp it right to the end because mm -mm. you're not going to be successful you're just going to crash and burn yeah so how do you slowly dial it up to to a level where okay this is pushing me but it's not out of my reach yeah and that's what you have to you have to do a couple things you got to set a realistic goal 
one of the things that a lot of people do in business, especially your your go getters, we're gonna do a gems thing on here one day, I promise. But you know, we talk about rubies and different things. But I mean, sometimes people set unrealistic goals. Yeah. And someone who's sold five a month every month says, "I'm gonna sell forty this month." You're not gonna sell forty this month. I'm not trying to be negative. You're not going to sell. I set a realistic expectation yeah. because what happens in the first four days, you're nowhere near pacing 40 and then you crash and burn, you get all depressed and you get upset at yourself and you're this and that and, and all these things go wrong. So you want to set a goal, like you said, that pushes yourself, okay? But it has to be a realistic expectation and then a little bit further, okay? A stretching goal. Exactly. So if you're somebody, if you if you want to have a sales goal and, and you're someone, the, the biggest month you've ever sold was 10, I wouldn't set a goal of 20. Yeah. I would set a goal of 12 to 15, max 15, a little bite-sized goal to push you to get there. Something that's realistically attainable, but something that's not so far out of your reach that you can't. Now, you might go, shit, you might go out and sell 20. You might need to surprise yourself, but set that realistic expectation. It's okay to smash through your goal, mm-hmm. right? But set it realistically and then just push yourself that little bit. But the biggest thing is, like you said, is little tiny turns every day. It's like the tractor, right? Little little half a turn every day. Yeah in the yard gets you a half a mile from where you want to be down the road. So you have to make those small adjustments, but most of it is just the mental toughness and the mental awareness of, of this is what I need to do. So even, even if nothing else, if you're a person, if you're a yo-yo kind of person, a business person, and you know, you go out and have a big month and then you kind of come in with a couple bad ones and then back to a good one, and a couple bad ones. And if you kind of do that up and down heartbeat type thing, even just say, okay, look, even if, if you're used to doing, say it's, 12, 15 sales. So say you're doing 15 sales and then you do four sales, four sales, 15 sales, four sales, four sales, 15 sales. And you're kind of in that type of a pattern. The biggest thing is even if you don't expect to do 15, 15, 15, but you know what? Do, do 15, eight, Mm -hmm. do 15, six. I mean, you know, and go a little bit up, right. And work yourself into that thing because Maybe in the beginning, and it depends where you're at in your career, but maybe sometimes people in, I know when newer people come into, you know, these types of business, they're not used to it. We're hearing things all the time where people are like, oh my God, I got working my ass off and they're all like pressured and stressed. And we're looking going like, man, like I did, I, you, you did a th- quarter of what I did last month. Like what, you know, what do you, and so when you look at where that comes from is they're not used to like that routine yet and going through the thing that this, this really does get a lot easier on you as you go in terms of the, the mentalness. So the thing is, is that person could even that month of 15 sales could just be mentally exhausting them to the point of like, now they're, it's almost like a crash kind of thing. So the thought of doing 15, maybe again, right away would be too tough. So again, instead of crashing down to four, let's go to eight. Let's set a realistic goal week by week, day by day to catch yourself a little bit higher. And then, and just get yourself, because that's patterns. It's the same thing, you know, when you go in, if you crank the heat up too high, I mean, you could overwhelm the system, things can start to go crazy. So again, if you just make little realistic adjustments, and so even if you're used to doing four and you go to six, and then the next month you go to eight, and then you start getting into a pattern, and you know what, maybe one month, don't go to 15. So if you do, if you do 15, say two and two, so you get 19, or if you do 10, 10 and 10, you do 30. You see what I'm saying over the three months? So maybe not maybe not the going too crazy one month to crash and burn the other months, but get yourself into that pattern where you can can manage it and then you can you can lift the whole thing up step by step by step by step. So you're you're not saying do the work of fifteen every month. No. You hit that big month. Okay, now do the work of ten. Yeah. And then continue at that ten until you stretch yourself to that. fifteen. Exactly. Take it over three months. Like what do you want to sell in three months? Right. So again, say Say you want to sell 30 in three months. Well, if you try to go 15 one month 
And then again, you may end up, you know, if that overwhelms you, you may crash and only get four and four. So now you didn't make it, right? But if you did 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, you know what I mean? And over three months, you get 30 by 10, 10, 10, as opposed to trying to do 15 and then trying to do 50 and then, you know, trying to blow the doors off it. Just just make it into a, a, a more realistic expectation. But the biggest thing is you got to stay consistent, right? Yeah. Consistency is, is one of the most important things in this. And it's the best thing you can do because you teach yourself patterns. You have to teach yourself these patterns because, again, now you're off the clock. Your schedule is gone. Before, you don't need to think. It's just this is where you got to be. All you got to do is like they I mean, your boss doesn't give a shit. If you crawled to work today, if you rolled to work today, if you got a ride to work today, if you drove there, if you walked there, if you ran there, they don't give a crap how the hell you got there. All they care about is that when that nine o'clock or seven o'clock, when that horn rings, whatever it is, that your ass is there ready to work and you're ready to give them a day's work. They don't care how you got there to that point. So when you're going through those, those things, it's, it's like, so all you have to do is just get there. Just get there and start going through the motions of the day and you're getting paid. You don't have to think. It's just, it's a mind numbing thing. It's just you, you focus yourself to get there at this time and that's it. But so now that that's gone and you don't have that schedule. So now to make money, you need to go out every day. You need to get on, on presentations. You have to get on sales calls. You need to meet customers, whatever business you're in, whatever the things you have to go out and do, it's, it's completely on you and it's not scheduled. You might have a, a you might go on a sales call at 10 o'clock in the morning. The next day you might go on one at seven o'clock at night. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's up and down. It's whatever you want, but you have to have that discipline to put yourself in those moments and those zones. So again, even if you have a good paying job and you're required to be there for this many hours, you're going to keep getting a good paycheck because your boss is still forcing you to be there every single day. And again, it doesn't matter how you get there. You just got to get there. Yeah. So when the schedule is gone, now it's on you. And every bit of making that money is literally in your hands. And that's where most people can't handle it. That's where most people can't get to the point where they need to get to because they're literally just not, I mean, they're just not capable or not even willing to be capable to, to schedule and structure their lives for an opportunity as opposed to scheduling and structuring their lives for a schedule that keeps them at the same level. So if you can make little tiny adjustments, little tiny changes, little tiny pulls in the right direction and work on your consistency so you're not yo-yoing up and down and up and down because that's hard on you too. Oh yeah. It, it really is. It's, it's hard on like you mentally. Out too, right? Absolutely. Same thing. You're going to go yeah. hard. You know, so it's the same thing. Okay. So it's it just the principles all the way across are, are, are the same. Yeah. So that's what you got to just do is those little itty bitty changes and again even for us it's demo counts and stuff like that's the same thing it all comes down to that money and that financial thermostat of knowing what you're able to do what you're capable of doing and again you got to push yourself every month push yourself but you don't have to completely blow the doors off it one month to the point of exhaustion until you're used to that i remember when i first started i mean i mean right off the bat i'm going out selling you know 12 12 15 sales a month and it was I definitely wasn't doing the presentation to the fullest that I should have been doing. I mean, it was friends and family and I was just going in there super excited, showing this machine, just they trusted what I said and, and things were good. But I remember when, you know, kind of going, when I really started kind of traveling and hitting the road, it started to get really exhausting on me, especially when I had to, I guess, work harder for the sale because I didn't know the people, didn't have that personal connection to them. So once I had to start really relying on the machine and, and the and the demo and doing the things properly and getting out there, I remember those first months were, were overwhelming. They were, right? And I was going hard and I was keep pushing myself hard, but I had to get to a point where I started to do things easier. And I started searching for easier ways to make it simpler. Obviously things we talk about all the time, like 
getting my customers to get me on appointments, using our referral programs to build. You got to be in a business that has an amazing referral program. If you can't get your customer to want to put you on another presentation, another show, you're in trouble. That's why, I mean, this door knocking stuff, I mean, man, good on everybody who goes out there and does it. That's tough sledding, man. Oh, man, I can't do it. Yeah, that's tough sledding, right? Those guys, I got nothing but respect for those guys. And, and you know, you're going out there door to door to door to door. And, and I mean, that's not an easy task, right? I mean, you don't know what your day is going to look like. You have no idea. It's, it's difficult. So those guys... It's tough when you're looking at customers a lot of times too. It's like if you're coming, even coming down and, and like cold, I mean, look at cold calling, grabbing a phone book and trying to get your next 10 shows like, like, you know, crazy. So there's hard ways. There's hard businesses out there yeah. where you're cracking doors and busting up phone books, trying to get into your, into your presentations. And, and sometimes you have to start that way. I mean, we used to do, I mean, we do a lot of trade shows and stuff too. So you're standing at a show at a booth all weekend, you know, pitching your products, like whatever it is. You're trying to generate leads. But if you go into a home and you say, okay, I'm already in this place. I'm already talking to this customer. If I got something that they want, if I have a quality product, I have good customer service and genuinely I can work on what I want, your customer is going to give you what they want really is is what it comes down to. It's a trade. It's a bartering process. When I go into every home, I know what I want. I want leads. That's my whole goal. I mean, that's everything I need is, is a lead. I don't want to go back down to the office and have to call for hours and try to book up appointments. I'm in the house. I have lots of stuff I can give the customer. So if I want your leads, if I'm coming into your phone, I can't walk to the door. First time I ever met you, you open up the door. I'm like, hi, I'm Dallas. Can I see your phone? Yeah. Can you open up your contact list for me, Eric? Right? That's not going to happen. Have you tried it though? No, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not going to happen. Yes, you never know till you try, but give that a shot on your next one and let me know how it turns out for you. That'll be tonight. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Right. So just, hi, I'm Brad. Let me see your phone. Can I see right. your phone, please? Yeah. Let me open that up. So the thing is, when you look at, so when you look at that, it's like, like I understand when I get to that door before, you know, I mean, again, within an hour, you're going to give me your contacts. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I got a lot of work to do before then. I got to get you to trust me. I got to build up that re- relationship. Things going to be cool. We got to have that forming process, all these different things. And and we got to get to that point of comfort. But also at the end of the day, even if we're just comfortable, is like, I got to have something you want. You, I know what I know what you have that I want, and that's your leads, your contacts. But now I have to have something that you want. So now when I have a quality product that you now want, now we can do a trade. We built a relationship. We're buddies. I got something you know, that you want. You got something I want. Let's make a trade. You hook up a, me up with a couple of people, I'll give you this gift. You hook me up with a couple of people, I'll give you a discount today. Whatever it might be, whatever your system is, if you have something good or something you can offer for referrals, for leads, that's the best thing to be in. So once I came down to starting to really benefit from customers booking, so I started making the whole process easier. So again, it's, you know, again, not that we were ever not running out knocking doors, but if you're running out knocking doors and you're making calls and you're doing cold calls and you're doing all these things, that's hard. You, will you get yourself on shows? Yeah, but it's hard. But now all of a sudden, if your customers are putting you on the presentations, that right there cut off 50% of the time and effort I put into this business. 50% of the time was just having my customers book the demos. So much time I spent stressing about where your next show is, trying to get your next one booked up, coming down to the office, doing parties, doing phone parties, whatever else to do to try to get calls and try to motivate yourself and trying to find the time to sit there and call and call and call. Can it be done? Yeah, of course. I right? do it lots. Yeah, of course. But there's easier ways to do it. So once you start simplifying your business, it starts getting less overwhelming. Once you kind of get through the routines and the patterns, you know the presentation, like the back of your hand, that's easy. 
you start cutting it down. Some people go in, I mean, shit and rainbow. Some people go in, they have three, four, five hour presentations. It's like, come on guys, tone this back. Yeah. So again, I'm in and out an hour and a half, two hours, depending on the customers. Most of the time they're keeping me there longer because we're chatting and going over things and stuff too. Have I been in houses longer? Yeah. But when, if I'm ever in a house longer, it, the customer wants me there and we're having supper or something. I mean, this happens with us all the time, but the, the more filler crap I took out of the presentation, the more I stayed to on track to the points, uh, the more I was able to connect with people, the more I got the customers to book presentations, recruiting people, having them come into the business makes everything way easier. So now all of a sudden, 20 presentations, you know, 20 presentations that you had to book yourself, you had to call customers, you had to, I mean, we get reschedules, all these things. If it's 20 shows that you're going out on and you're working it on and you're doing a three, four hour presentation and you're booking all the demos yourself, that's hard compared to thing where you're in and out quick, customers are happy, everybody's clear, they know what's going on and you have that. uh, And again, they're booking up your presentations. That's when I started going from working this business all the time, which I didn't mind because, again, at the end of the day, it's still better than a job, still more money and less time no matter how you slice it. But all of a sudden, when I got my customers doing it, now I'm fishing. You know, now we're nuts deep in the Bow River fishing and the phone's going off. And I'm getting presentations booked while I'm fishing. It was and, quite annoying. Right, exactly. We we're, we're out there fishing, <laughs> me and Brad, and his phone. And he's like, what the heck is that? I'm like, oh, just demos getting booked. And he's like, friggin' son of a bitch. You know what I mean? While like, I'm not catching fish. <laughs> not catching fish, <laughs> not catching leads. It's like, come on, man, let's do it, right? But these are the things. So that's when life starts to get a lot better. And that overwhelmingness drops substantially. Things start getting better. So now, if you were doing 20 shows a month, and all of a sudden now, if you cut out the filler stuff and now you can start doing it easier and your customers are doing it. Well, now you can add 10 shows a month, no problem and not feel any more overwhelmed. So now you're getting, you're maximizing your business. You're getting more out of it. So keeping that simple and keeping it down and and mastering, we talked, I think it was the last episode about like mastering and honing your craft and that stuff. Once you kind of master those areas, you never fully master it, but I mean, you, you want to continue to always learn no matter what. I still continue to learn every day. But once you get down to the point of you, of you really master these areas, they get so easy and simple and it just kind of starts to happen almost by itself. Your business will start to just kind of build itself when you have those systems in play. And that's really what, what really comes down to the, the fundamental basis of, of how to stay more consistent, not be overwhelmed, not have the yo-yo effect and all these things as well. So there's lots of little things you can do to keep that going and keep it together for sure. Other parts of it that you have to look at it. And I think the big thing that really ties into the whole thing is you have to have really at the end of the day is you, you got to have extreme ownership in your life, not just ownership, but like extreme ownership to the point of understanding fully removing the blame fully and understanding that you are the issue. Mm-hmm. You are the communication breakdown. You are the the common denominator in your problems. You are the definition of your your work ethics and the things that we're going to do. So once you kind of take that ownership, it doesn't mean you're always wrong. It doesn't mean someone else isn't wrong sometimes. But you have to take extreme ownership for your parts of life and situations and, and business and things that go. It, it's important to have that understanding of... Again, like we talked about, like why you're not, you know, you're not where you want to be because of of you and whatever you're bringing to the table at this point. If you want to go farther, you got to grow and you have to 
do those things to to open yourself up to get yourself to really evolve to a higher level in essence and and a lot of times too where these consistencies and these things kind of break down is the fact that there's just really not enough ownership on ourselves we don't have that control it takes a while to do that you don't quit your job tomorrow and have extreme ownership in your life the next day it doesn't it doesn't happen mm-hmm. you have to take the time and again like we talked about in the past is you have to allow yourself the time as long as you're working at it, give yourself the time. Don't don't beat the piss out of yourself and figure you got to have this figured out tomorrow and and create all these unnecessary stresses and pressures on yourselves. It's like we talked about with the the carpenter in the house and that kind of stuff. Is give yourself an allowable amount of time to push yourself to get to where you want to go. But you have to start taking those ownerships and those accountabilities. Is if you sat down with a list, and every day you sat down with a list, and if you really documented the things that you do in a day. Okay, and if, say you did that for a week, you had a piece of paper around, you had it on your phone, and every hour on the hour, you had to do a recap, just a quick typing recap of what you just did for the last hour. So 8 o'clock in the morning, what did I do from 7 to 8? 9 o'clock, what did I do from 8 to 9? 10 o'clock, what did I do from 9 to 10? And if you start to sit down, if you were honest with yourself about this, not trying to make things up to make yourself feel better, but if you're truly honest about it, and when you get down to the end of the day, you sit down with yourself, and you look back at what you did. And you ask yourself is, is I mean, A, did I, did, did I accomplish enough in general? And, and B, was that value added work today? Like, what did I, did I do? Like, did I build something today? Like, did I increase my business today? Did I build value today? Did I gain some customers today? Did I make money today? Did, did I do all the things that I did today? Were they money making tendencies? Or did I end up on Facebook, went down a rabbit hole for an hour did I end up just on the phone babbling with somebody about some crap? Did I start, did I decide just to go here, go there? I mean, I mean what, and I think you would be actually truly shocked at yourself and, and what your results would be if you really did that. If you really just looked and said, what am I, seriously, from morning to night, what am I doing? And if you, it's something you have to show everybody, something you have to post on the wall, so many of these things you you got to have internally with yourself. They're internal conversations. I've had so many internal conversations with myself, and I still do. It's crazy. Okay? It says to myself, self. I says to myself, <laughs> self, right? And, and that's what it is because you have to look at that. It's not about showing you what I did. Oh, look, Brad, look, look. What is that going to do? You're going to be like, oh, boy, Dallas, you're sure busy. Who, who can't? Like really, at the end of the day, you don't give a shit how busy I am. Like, let's be honest, right? So people care about themselves and whatever. So when you look at these things... It's like have that conversation with yourself. It's like we talked about with the, after your presentation. You're going to tell your boss you did all the damn things in the world and the people were stupid. They didn't buy because of them. But at the end of the day, you know what you didn't do in there. And when you're driving home, you're like, shit, what if I would have done that? What if I would have done that? You know. This is the same kind of one of those conversations. Have that internal conversation with yourself. Do you think some gems are worse critics of themselves than others? Absolutely. I mean, your personality plays a lot into it. A lot of people come off super confident. That's our rubies, they come off super confident. But deep down inside, they're the most insecure people there are. They're the ones that are going to tell you, you know, Brad, oh yeah, I'm the best. I rock that, blah, blah, blah. But then deep down inside, they're the ones that are like, man, I suck. And, the, you know, and, and they beat themselves up, right? So every gem has that portion of it and personalities are are a lot different in a lot of ways. But And some people will like bounce back it over things quick. And some of them like... I mean, they nosedive. And that's where a lot of times these realistic expectations are important to set because, because again, if you've sold 10, all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to sell 40. You know, you have that confidence and that confidence is admirable. Your wife used to do that all the time. 
She's like, I'm selling 50 this month. It's like, at least you're not going to sell 50 this month. She's, she was amazing. She's always consistent, but it's like, and then when that doesn't happen, it's, it almost starts to like, it just start like down a failure. Yeah. So for her, she had to get to that point of setting realistic expectations. She can still go and smash goals and smash things and, and does well, but just having that realistic expectation with that little push, you know, makes a huge difference, but you can definitely beat the crap out of yourself and, and have a lot of emotions inside of there, which leads to a lot of other problems and, and definitely doesn't lead to success when you do that. Consistency. Consistency is that. It's really, it's human nature to be doing these things. It is. And, and that's what we talk about, right? It's again, you know, these aren't, the things that we talk about, they aren't Dallas problems. They're not Brad problems, right? I mean, these are human issues that we go through, right? I mean, when you look at people in society, I mean, we talk about 98% of the population. I mean, everybody does these things. Yeah. And it's the point, the people who don't, learn not to. So we're, we're kind of all born in those same environments and going down those same roads and it's all kind of the same, the same way, but you have to, you have to have that understanding of, of what you're doing. So once you, once you pound through it and you start making things easier and you start making things simpler for yourself, you set, you set good goals, you set realistic expectations, you start hammering away at it, you start mastering the areas of your business. And again, all of this comes down to a point where, I mean, give yourself that allowable amount of time to be able to do these things, to, to make it all make sense. This isn't something that's gonna happen overnight. It also doesn't have to take years, yep. okay? Put it into a situation where you can handle it and you can do it and, and just start attacking it and just go at it you know, day by day by day. But again, the, the biggest thing is there's so much filler crap in our day. So if you start documenting your day and, and what you get done in your day, I think it's going to shock people. Make and then your you bed. can go back. Yeah. Make your bed. First absolutely. thing you do, make 100%. your bed. If you get accomplish up nothing, yeah. make your bed first. Ab- absolutely. And you come home, if you haven't accomplished nothing yet, you're, you're, you had a made bed, right? Yeah. That's it. And and that's it. So, and, and there are days. I mean, there's days that we all get this. I mean, there's days where Jalen and I, it's like, I mean, we're just, we just go, it's like a pinball machine in here, just bouncing off everywhere. You're all over the place. And then you're like, man, like, what the, did we even, like, we even get anything done today because you will get these like these distractions. I sit down every day with a plan of how my day is going to go. It never turns out that You're way. In the people business is absolutely not- that's exactly it. Yeah. it. It never ever not once will it ever turn out the way you expect it to go. We all sit down, we make our plan. This is how today's going to go. Something happens. So it's in those same types of things where you can get thrown off track. But again, you know, our things, it's business things. You're kind of putting out fires in a lot of ways because this comes up. You, okay, you deal with that. This comes up. You deal with that. You try to get to what you wanted to do. Another one comes up. You put it out. But those same things can happen if you take yourself out of the business environment and put yourself in, at home. Those same things can happen unintentionally as well. I mean, and these are things that go on throughout the day, whether it's the kids or it's a spouse or whatever, and, and all these different distractions. Now we put ourselves in a situation where the TV's going all day. We catch ourselves sitting down going through the phone. All of a sudden, we were like, we went to look for something. Oh, let's just check Facebook quick. And all of a sudden, we're going through there. And, oh, look at this. And now, oh, here, we're watching this reel. And next thing you know, we're on TikTok. And then we're going down here. And then all of a sudden, we start researching this. And then all of a sudden, you, you kind of come out of this little trance and you go, holy shit, I like guess it's been an hour or however long it's been. And you're like, what did it, wow, okay, what just happened, right? My legs are numb because I've been sitting on the toilet That's for an hour. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. And it's like, Brad, what are you doing in there? So, but these are the things that you, that when you look at it, it's like these are all the things that hold us back. So removing yourself from a lot of those things is huge. We talked about the TV a couple episodes ago. Removing that crap out of your life and, and getting rid of the media as much as you can. I Because, again, it's the same thing with me. I, I know damn well if we had a TV, I'd be watching TV. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of the TV. So it's the same thing with, I mean, people who, I mean, who are alcoholics, if there's alcohol in the house, they're going to drink it. They have to get the alcohol out of the house. Have you seen same thing? those big giant marble balls? Have you ever seen how those are made? 
I don't think so. So they're, it's really cool. So they take this giant chunk of marble. It's square, rectangle, whatever shape it's at. Then they start slicing it. So they've got this big, big saw grinder, whatever, that cuts through mm-hmm. it. Pretty soon it's taking sides off. It's taking whatever. They're turning it. They're rolling it. Pretty soon it's starting to look like a shape. Okay, now we can see it's a ball. And they keep doing it. The same tool, the exact same tool. Pretty soon this thing is a round ball. Yeah. Just like making a bowling ball. Same yeah. thing. Pretty soon, now they're polishing that ball. So you get to the point where it is what you want. Yeah. Right? So I think that's the exact same thing as what we're saying. You're right. And it is all the same type of stuff, right? It's something you got to work on every day. It's something you have to work at and do it. But you got to keep yours. Because again, you're the one in charge. I mean, your boss can tell you at work, no Facebook. Now, you might sneak one under the thing. But I mean, as soon as someone goes by, you're like, oh, shit. I mean, you're conscious of like, hey, I can't do it. So... I get, you know, even the same thing with Facebook. It's like, I mean, again, I, I would get in these, those little real things get me, man. Holy shit. Like, I don't know if that's TikTok or if that's its own thing or integrated. similar thing, but it's like, those get me. Go by and it's like, oh, I wonder what that is. Hit play. And then it's like, you got to look at the next one. Then you got to look at the next one. Right. Well, and it's like, for you to come back this morning, I was like, yeah, scroll, you, right. Watch, you go scroll, through and it's watch, just like, scroll. no. So, yeah. and I've gotten really good at stopping myself from doing that. We use social media for our business and, and lots of things. I use it for the podcast. So, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's very important for a lot of reasons, okay? And again, it's great, it is. It is a great way to connect. I mean, technology is, is such a big benefit of our lives, but people made technology to advance human connection, believe it or not. These videos and things, I mean, you can be on the other side of the world and have a face chat first time with your wife who's on a trip, you can, you talk to people. I mean, we met a family in Cuba. We went there. I mean, I can, I see this guy, I can be on a video like I'm at his house every single day. We can chat. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it's made to, to develop human, expand human tendencies and it destroyed it yeah. in essence because of the other stuff that kind of goes with that. So something that is so beautiful and can play such an important role can also destroy you. So that's where you have to be so careful in, in so much of that stuff. So it's the same kind of thing as removing what you can out of it. I got rid of the TV. I knew a TV was going to do nothing to benefit my life. So does social media do things to benefit my life, my business? Yep. But do I have to use that in moderation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that turn on in the morning when I wake up? Nope. Does it turn on? Is it in bed when I, no, it's like, I need to know when I go to bed. I mean, there's occasionally when I go to bed and we, I mean, again, we're up early and in, in to bed late type people, but most of the time it's like, I try to make a tendency that when I go up to bed, that phone's plugged in, it's down and I'm, and I'm across out. the room. Exactly. Away it's it's away and I'm, and I'm out and I'm down yeah. because again, you can sit there in bed and the same thing, you can start going down a rabbit hole, even when you're more than almost like in a trance. And I mean, you can sit there for two hours. One more game. That's one it. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Your games, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. TV and one more episode, one more show. Like it yeah. doesn't matter what it is. So eliminate those things because again, they're all mind numbing things that are keeping you from where you want to go. And again, so once you write this all down and be honest with yourself, right? Have the list, write it down. Did I go down a Facebook rabbit hole for an hour? Yeah, that's what I did between nine and 10. Write it down. Who cares, right? You're not on trial, Mm -hmm. okay? If you truly want to understand how to get better and how to learn, you got to be honest with yourself. So many people lie to themselves to make themselves feel better. How do you trick yourself? You know you're lying. Like, you know that. When I telling myself, oh yeah, no, I rocked that when I know I sucked. It's like, I know I sucked. Why am I lying to myself? So if you want to get better and make these improvements, don't like, if you went down a Facebook rabbit hole for an hour, don't write down on your sheet, I went down for a half an hour. 
Yeah. No, you went for an hour. Like, like write down what you did. Again, you don't have to show your wife. You don't have to show your spouse. You don't have to show your boss. You don't have to show anybody. This is between you and you. This is your conversation with yourself. All you got to do is admit this stuff to yourself. What did I do? And when you see at the end of the day, holy shit, like look at all the ways. I mean, Jalene teaches us in finances to go through the fat in our budget. Go through the fat in your life, right? What are the things holding you back from being successful? What is, what is it in a day that's blocking me from being where I want to be and going where I want to go? And when you realize it's your environment, it's the things around you, it's, it's the things that you allow yourself. Now, some of these things can't go away. You know, you're not going to take the kids and be like, sorry, can't be here anymore, guys. <laughs> I mean, you still have things you have to do. But I'm not feeding you today. Exactly. Sorry, guys. You know, today's a today's a no food day, right? No water day. Sorry, mom's busy. Dad's busy. But again, with the TV not being there, without, with, with social media not kind of taking us down these, these rabbit holes, and again, staying on task. We talked a couple episodes ago about being on task with getting your, your shit done, getting your house cleaned up, doing these things. I had a, you know, a, a girl who was listening to the podcast. She's like, holy shit, Dallas. I sat down. I cleaned my whole freaking house. She's like, everything got done. I just started doing what you said, and just everything got was done. She's like, I just stayed on track and started doing it. And instead of sitting down to do this for a second, I just started doing this. And she's like, my whole damn, she goes, I was listening to all your War Room podcasts, and by the time I was done, my whole house was clean. And it was just like, holy shit, it works, right? So it's just, these are things that like they, they work when you put them into play. So have the conversation, write the list down. This is what I did today. And look back, and all you got to do, and again, it's the same thing. Don't change your whole entire life tomorrow, but say, okay, look, when you sit down, and, I mean, I promise you, I'm gonna, if you're being honest with yourself, at the end of the day, you're going to look at that list, you're going to be disappointed. For mm-hmm. sure. You are. If yep. you're being honest with yourself, you're going to be disappointed in that list. Yep. If you're not disappointed in that list, you're lying. Yep. So when you look at that list and you go, holy shit. Now, that doesn't mean rip the walls down, blow the roof off, and we're changing little changes. What can I? What are two things tomorrow I can improve on? What are two things here what I can do? And catch yourself doing those two things tomorrow. Okay, And then at the end of the day, sit down with that list again and go, now, what are two more things I can, I can knock off? And every day, if you did this for a week, and every day after seven days, you'd have 14, 15 things knocked off your list, your life is going to be in a dramatically better spot in seven days than it is today just yeah. by cutting out these little things i know on the iphone they have a, a part where you see where you wasted your time in your day yeah uh you know messages facebook yeah. TikTok, whatever you have on your phone you know if you're conscious of that at the end of the day you know look at that okay yeah. where was i yesterday okay let's improve that yeah. today and again you can see your facebook time and all that stuff yeah. yeah you're right exactly right and again going through that and and i mean sometimes when you look at that Almost every time, it hasn't been a lot, but almost every time I've seen somebody look at that, they don't believe it. They're like, there's no way. Yeah. Because you don't think you're on there that much. But when you add up, because I mean, I think it goes, I don't know, can you do it by a day or does it go by the week or the month or something or something? Mine's the average screen time for the week. So it's okay, like yeah. per day, how was how much okay. were you on your phone that day? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. And I think, because when I was looking at mine, I was like, it was like Facebook time for a week or something like that. And it was just like, and I mean, mine is pretty low compared to a lot of people. And even I was like, oh my, again, that's, that's the sand, man. That's the sand you're not getting back. Like that's gone. And it's like, so did those 200 hours that you put into Facebook this month, did those hours benefit you mm-hmm. financially, emotionally, mentally? Did it build your relationships? Did it make you a better parent? Because I guarantee you it took away from all of the important aspects of your life. Yeah. So when you look at that, and again, you're not going to believe it. You're not going to want it because you're not, they don't want you to either. Like they don't want, I mean, you're not supposed to realize, oh shit, I just, these are things they're trying to keep you into those zones and keeping you numb and keeping you down there in those areas. So one of the things that when you look at the whole entire thing 
and you're weighing it all down is be honest with yourself, have the conversation with yourself about then we'll look at the list and say two things. Tomorrow, two things. The next day, two things. The next day, two things. After seven days and you knock 14 things off your list, look back and now and now it's a pattern. Now just continue that new habit. Okay, you will see dramatic changes. You will see big things happen. But if you're honest with yourself. Yeah. And that's what you need to be. So that's like basically your first step then is being honest with yourself, making yeah. that list and then making those small changes every single day. And you that's it, find right? The spots that you need to change. Yeah. If you can't find those spots, honestly, yeah. you're really not going to change anything. Exactly. And ask yourself the questions. Okay. Is this value added? Yeah. Am I, is this building a relationship? Am I making money? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, in business, there's lots of things that make us money. Training. Yeah. Training is making you money. I'm not earning money like at this exact second, but but you really you are because if you're training somebody who's gonna go out and help part of your group or you're building your business, whatever else, if that person's out there helping you, you're building the business. Training is building the business. Marketing, making calls is building the business. It, it's putting you on presentations to help you sell. So there's lots of things in the business you can be doing that are gonna be making you money. I think also talking with your new recruits, even if it's not even about like your business and stuff yeah. like that, it'd still be building your that business. There yeah. is, but you have to be careful because exactly. what a lot of people do is you get on the phone with them and next thing you know, you talk to them for three hours every yeah. single day about everything in life. And it's great. You're building friendships. But again, at the same time is you're, I mean, when you think about, when you think about people who are millionaires, billionaires, Again, always look at the fact, would this person be doing this? Yeah. What I just did, and again, look at your list at the end of the day and say, now would a millionaire have done this today? Or would a billionaire have done this today? I mean, what did Donald Trump do today versus what I did today? Yeah. You know, it's just like people who are wildly successful, mm-hmm. right, in business, regardless. It's a lot more focus. Yeah. Focus. And it's like, so So, do you think he's just babbling with his neighbor on the phone for three hours today? No. No, he has personal relationship. They build these businesses. There's things to do. But do it within reason. Yes, you have that conversation, but we're busy. We got to go. Yeah. I mean, you guys are both friends of mine. And we, I mean, there's days we don't talk. We just, there's not, there's, sorry, there's, today's not your day, man. Like, it's like, this is what's going on. And there's days we can Tomorrow's talk a lot more. Tomorrow's not looking good either. But then there's times, like, you know, last night we can go to the hockey game, right? It's yeah. like, you take those times and you go. But it's like, would I rather be just talking on the phone all day long and broke or have the life that we have we still get to do really cool shit and still go out and do awesome things but again you do it on that different level so it's like you still have a good life you still have friends and you still have these relationships there's these things that you get to do i mean i love the fact that i mean shit we we get to travel all over the world and and you know finally again and and i mean we get to be in some pretty cool places together that we wouldn't be able to do if we spend four hours a day talking on the phone about everything that's going on in the world what would you have to talk about when you're on the trip and, and yeah, well, and, and that's right. And you're that's saving it. it up. That's yeah. all it is. Exactly. You're saving it up and for the trip. The, the other thing too is, I mean, the things you're talking about, uh, like, so when you get on the phone, you're going to talk to someone on the phone for three hours today. Honestly, most of the time, even if you don't intend it to be, it's going to probably be negative. A lot of it. it's gossiping. Mm-hmm. You're talking about somebody. You're talking about something. You're d- complaining about this. You're whining about that. This sucks. That sucks. Everything sucks. Like you got to catch yourself in those things too, because so many people call each other and bring each other down without even realizing it. You're trying to feel better. You want to make a human connection. You call somebody. You're talking to them. But if you guys are just bitching about everything that's going on in the world and life and everything, and I can't believe this person said that to me and this person did that, I mean, it's negative. It's not even positive. It's not even value it adding. You. It drains you. It drains that person. And it, you know, gossiping and all that kind of stuff isn't isn't good. I mean, half the time it's not true. You don't even know if it's true or not. And we're doing that. So we have to look at what we're doing to make sure it's important. So to, to close it off, the biggest thing 
is set this list because what we're trying to do ultimately is set the financial thermostat higher. To be able to turn the temperature up, to set that standard higher, we have to gain control of it. We have to have a control of our life and, and the structure in our life and stay consistent. So we got to start making things easier, knocking things off to make it you know more productive so we can do more and feel less overwhelmed. And the best way to do that is we're going to take that list and we're going to start it today and we're going to write down hour by hour by hour just everything that we did today. Make the notes in your phone. Be honest with yourself and try to do this honestly. Don't, you know, obviously I know some people are, you know, different jobs and stuff. You're busy, but it's like try to do this honestly. Try to remind yourself on the hour. You need it every two hours and realistically put in there what you accomplished. Okay, got done. And at the end of the day is have that conversation with yourself and say, man, did I piss this day away? This is, a, this is a day I'm never getting back. The sand's gone. I can't get it back. We can't flip the hourglass back over. It's gone. Am I going to make the same wasteful mistakes tomorrow that I just made today? Or am I going to do this better now? What are two things I can improve on? Again, not drastic changes. Don't change the whole damn list in one day because you're going to overwhelm yourself again. You're going in the wrong direction. You'll do that for three days and then start to crash again. Two things. Tomorrow, catch yourself in those two things. The next day, and then tomorrow you write down. Okay, two more things, two more things, two more things. Do 14 things in seven days. See if you're in a better spot and see if that makes a difference to help you build your business, help you build relationships and help you set your thermostat a lot higher. And that is episode six.